Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. whole bunch of people sent me this story knowing I would enjoy it. It involves dogs, and I love dogs. And the Institute for Justice. So stories from Newsbreak.com. M. Shaheen wrote it. Body cameras uncovered doubts about drug-sniffing dogs' impartiality. And uh, it's not just how impartial they are. How scientific are they? Are drug dogs scientific? In other words, could you test this in some way and determine that a drug dog is actually accurate? Well, a whole bunch of stuff going on here. For a long time, the impartiality of drug-sniffing dogs in American courts was taken for granted. With testimony from their handlers and training records, considered sufficient evidence to support that. However, the advent of the body cameras worn by the police at the scene is now challenging that long-standing belief. In a recent federal lawsuit filed in Texas, the potential undermining of canine unit legitimacy is revealed. A Houston resident accuses county sheriff's deputies of unjustly pulling him over on I-35. He further alleges that when he denied permission to search his pickup truck, a canine unit deputy coerced his dog to signal a drug scent. Previously, proving such claims was difficult. However, in this case, the man managed to obtain officer's body camera footage, which showed a perspective similar to that of the canine handler. And the footage reveals a moment when the handler makes a gesture towards the dog resulting in the dog jumping up on the pickup's door. So we've all seen this, I'm assuming, on YouTube, for instance. You can find videos upon videos showing dogs going around cars and and checking it to see if they smell anything. And uh, quite often they jump up on the vehicle with their front paws. Sometimes they jump into the vehicle later on. Uh, And the question always is, are they doing that because they're looking for drugs or are they just doing that because their handler wants them to? So the man here says it's evident to me that he was instructing the dog to alert. And I thought, these guys are trying to ruin my life. So the weird part here is, after alerting, the police did not find anything in the man's vehicle. So the county later reimbursed him for the damage caused during the search, including scratches made by the dog inside and outside the truck. And that's one of the things I find most disturbing, is someone gets pulled over, and the police go, you know, can we search your vehicle? No. Well, I've got a dog. Your dog's going to walk around your vehicle and, and, and sniff. Dog doesn't just walk around the vehicle. The dog jumps up with his paws on the vehicle, on the fenders, on the quarter panels, uh, on, the, on the, you know, where the window is. And um, dogs have claws. And, and, and dogs can scratch things with their claws. I've, I've owned dogs before. And I know this. So... The sheriff's office declined to comment on the case, citing ongoing litigation. And the litigation was brought by the Institute for Justice through an attorney named Christy Hebert. uh, And they're focusing on the search and seizure. And so the man hopes to pursue the lawsuit on the grounds that the deputies violated his rights partly by relying on the dog's actions. They should have known those actions by the dog were not based on him smelling anything, but simply responding to cues from his handler. That's the argument. So the attorney highlights the underlying concern about drug-sniffing dogs, stating, you perceive a dog as impartial, but the reality is that they are influenced by their handler's intention, and they aim to please their masters. And if you ever watch any of these videos, you will see that if the dog alerts to something, they often give it a treat. 
<laughs> so dogs being as smart as they are, realize, oh, if I alert, I get a treat. The doubt that handlers may prompt dogs to alerts to non-existent scents has persisted for a long time, with research indicating handlers may not even be aware they're doing it. Some canine trainers advocate for double-blind testing, where the location and presence of test drugs are randomized, even unknown to the handler. However, this approach has been slow to gain acceptance and often faces resistance. Former canine officer and trainer Andy Felco, great name, believes that the proliferation of body cameras can bring about change in this regard. And by the way, the double-blind testing is how you test things scientifically. And it's one of the ways. So if you wanted to prove that your dogs were actually responding appropriately, you could subject them to this and prove it. But the fact that you don't want to do that suggests that maybe you know that it wouldn't come out in your favor. So Falco says, I believe it's beneficial for canine units to have these cameras present. It'll encourage them to train harder. And perhaps even those who weren't conducting double-blind sniffs will start doing so. He now works as an expert witness in cases involving sniffer dogs, notes a surge in legal challenges based on video evidence. Most cases now involve cameras, enabling detailed scrutiny of the actions and gestures of handlers and dogs. In one case he worked on, the Idaho Supreme Court overturned a drug conviction because it determined that the canine had trespassed on a vehicle with its paw, an unprecedented level of post-search analysis made possible by body cameras. I believe I did a video on that one. It rings a bell. Upon reviewing the uh, video in this case, Falco understands why Schott is pursuing legal action. The right hand facing up and then moving it upward, that's the command to sit. There's no reason for him to do that where he did, so it's out of place. And it appears to be a cue he gives a dog. And a lot of these dogs will walk around, and then when they find something, they'll sit down. And so if the handler gives the dog a command to sit, it would seem that the dog's responding to the sit command, not the I found drugs concept. While some other canine trainers argue the video doesn't provide conclusive evidence and suggest innocent explanations for the gesture, one thing is clear to all, canine units should anticipate that their every move and gesture may come under scrutiny in the future. And so the interesting thing is that quite often they justify the searches by saying, well, look, we found something. We, we found something. So the dog was right. Well, when you find nothing, well, then the dog was wrong. And you and I both know what they say is, well, there were drugs in the car, but they got rid of the drugs you know, earlier in that day. And the dog's sense of smell is so good that uh, he picked up on the presence of those drugs. So there were probably drugs in that car. And they will never admit that the dog is simply wrong. And the dog could be wrong. And how would we ever know? And so they ought to train them, I would think, using a double-blind situation and, and see what happens. You know, because if they're trained appropriately and they are responding appropriately, that shouldn't be a problem. I've also got to mention Falco. Uh, just it's simply the man's last name. He, I'm sure he's not related, but there was a singer uh, from back in the '80s, Falco, who passed away uh, in a car accident, uh, I believe, in the early '90s, uh, who had the monster hit worldwide, "Rock Me Amadeus." Great song, 
And also another great song, Vienna Calling, off the same album. And some people remember his uh, earlier minor hit, Der Kommissar. Of course, uh, he sang in both German and English. And I've always been a huge Falco admirer. And he's no longer with us. So when I saw the story, and they said that this man here is Andy Falco, it brought back some very good memories. Now, he is a, a canine officer formerly, and he's a trainer, and now he's an expert witness. And it's always interesting when somebody who comes from that field and says, you know, I was in that field, I worked there for a while, I saw things, and I understand the field well enough that I can actually explain it to anybody as good as anybody else because I was there and I did this. And now I'm willing to step out and be a critic of it because I know what's wrong in that field. And so he's not saying all dogs are bad. He's not saying all canine dogs are are, uh, unreliable. He's simply saying there are ways to train them better than most places use. And they really ought to do that. And so I've always been fascinated at the concept that no one can seemingly question the results from the dogs because the dogs can't testify. And uh, if you ask them about the occasions where they alerted nothing was there, they go, oh, there was something there before. See, their sense of smell is so good. you know. So we'll see what happens here. But there's no question there was nothing in this guy's vehicle. The dogs scratched up the paint searching it. They alerted, the dog did, the dog alerted after apparently its handler made a hand gesture very similar to the gesture they make for the dog to sit, which coincidentally is how they signal that they found something. So it just causes problems. But I also got to point out the Institute for Justice is involved in this case. I'll put a link to the Institute for Justice in the description below the video, and I urge you to visit their site and support them if you can. They are a nonprofit, and they rely on people who see what they do and go, you know something, I'm going to help those people because they're helping others. And so this guy at the center of this suit, whose vehicle got scratched up and nothing was found, uh, he he couldn't probably couldn't afford an attorney to chase this properly, uh, paying out of his own pocket. But the Institute for Justice has stepped up and they're going to handle it for him. And they do great work. So I can't speak highly enough about them. And whenever I see a story they're involved in, number one, I recognize that, hey, they're doing good work. And number two, it reminds me to tell people, look, you've got to support their work if you can. So go visit their site. Uh, it's nonprofit and contribute if you can. So M. Shaheen wrote this for Newsbreak.com. A lot of people sent it to me. Body cameras uncovered doubts about drug-sniffing dogs' impartiality. And I would add about their accuracy. Questions or comments, put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Leto's Law. Sunrises and sunsets are my escape into the reality I want to continuously live.